It's Steve-O from the 4i Radio Network, and I'm here to talk to you about RevengeLover.com. It's a great place to get logos, sponsors, artwork, t-shirts, anything and everything you need artwork design-wise. This is the place to go. Uh, you go to RevengeLover.com, you can check out samples, uh, go ahead and get inquiries, and fit, find something that pretty much fits you, or even get you know some commission-based stuff done. So again, go to www.RevengeLover.com. Hey, this is Mike and Tom from Ballpark Bros. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio. Check us all out on FourEyedRadio.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I'm Steve And I'm Anna. And I just waved my hand for no reason, thinking that we had a live studio audience. Anyway, that would be interesting. Or well, it could be. More interesting. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Off to a great start. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm Steve And, uh, yeah, so. Of course, if you're looking for us on the interwebs, you can go to facebook.com backslash notanotherbehorrorcast. Go ahead and give our Facebook page a like, and I want to thank all the listeners and everything like that. And hopefully you enjoyed uh, last week's show. I know we didn't do a movie or really news. We just had a huge discussion about ghosts and everything like that, and I thought it was really, really kind of cool. But um, this week we did watch a movie. We watched uh, the 1979 film Alien. Um but Anna and I, of course, will talk about that at the end of the show like normal. So if you haven't seen 1979 Alien, uh, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and check it out, um, especially before the new uh, Ridley Scott film uh, Alien Covenant comes out in uh, May, I think it is. Um, but, yeah, we have some we have some news on that as well in the thing. But before we get started with everything else, of course, you can find us on 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Toast, YouTube, Soul Radio, Podcast Directory, and now Google Play Music. And actually, if you want to get a cool t-shirt design, uh, you can go to, uh, that is actually designed by one of our, um, not only, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, sponsor, friend, and all that good stuff, uh, part of the show, Revenge Lover, stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Uh, mention that you heard it on the 4i radio to, uh, show to receive uh, 10% off your order. Uh, and what I mean by this is uh, she just released a brand new shirt. I posted it on uh, Arcade Block. It was like a Legend of Zelda tee that she designed, but she's also done that facehugger one uh, a while back um, that you can get. You mean you posted it on Arcade Bros? Yeah, Arcade Bros. Yeah. What did I say? You said Arcade Block. Mm. Which uh, technically is part of one of our sponsors. Well, since uh, we have Horror Block. Yeah, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was very disappointed with the one that I got. So, and of course, if you want to find us on Twitter and Instagram, you go to at BHorrorCast. And also, if you want to uh, write us an email on anything like that and all that good jazz, you can just um, go to notanotherbhorrorcast at gmail.com. So, um, without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Uh, Anna... How has your week been? What have you been up to? Um, I don't remember. As far as I can remember, it was pretty... Oh, wait. No, I remember. Um, <laughs> uh, the end of last week wasn't so great. It was just like one thing after another, after another, after another. Like, For example, I mean, I'm not going to go into all, like, all the details, but I did end up giving myself food poisoning, which was amazing, and so then I had to skip work for that. But other than that, um, not too much has happened. Just kind of, I've been trying to uh, just eat healthier in general lately, so that's been a huge pain. Um, But other than that, I mean, work's going good, and... Nothing exciting that I can think of off the top of my head. How about you? How was your week? Uh, week has been pretty normal, pretty basic, nothing new. Um, 
trying to think. Uh, we'll talk about a bunch of stuff on not uh, on socially awkward probably this Friday, but did we uh, did see the movie Logan? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, not a horror film. I just saw, which we'll probably touch upon long box cast, but um, apparently with the uh, Blu-ray release of the Logan movie, they're actually going to be releasing uh, alongside with it, like inside the you know like a different version of the movie. Uh, it'll be entirely in black and white. Oh. So I was like, that's actually kind of interesting. So yeah. I'll probably will definitely watch that. But a uh, uh, good film, but we'll probably talk about that in depth on Socially Awkward this week. Um, but I'm trying to think what else is there. Uh, nothing too much. Just got my superhero block again. Talk on long box class. Uh, uh, did get did get arcade block, which uh, apparently I'm having a show of arcade bros. That's right. I know every time I say it, it's like... Um, it's like I get people's hopes up and then takes them away because um, we haven't done a show. But apparently we're doing one because we're going to be talking about the new Zelda game. But I will be just talking about the new gamer block yeah. and my opinions on that as well. Um, I miss the days when it was arcade block because I... it was so much better, honestly. But um, but there are other. I gotta say though, their nerd block has been very on point this year. It it so. really has. It it really has. Um, that's why I'm actually debating on switching. My uh, my one block for actually a different uh, place, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, other than that, just uh, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch. Um, love the game. I love the Legend of Zelda right now. I've been playing that, but like I said, we'll we'll talk about that in depth and length on uh, Arcade Bros. Raven's gonna come on, and it's actually gonna be cool. I, I'll tease it here because if people listen to all the podcasts, and I like to live little secrets everywhere. It's like the Marvel Universe where I'm like, you have to stay until the credits, but not, not most of the time because I can't <laughs> keep my mouth shut, so I'll just blab it out at the beginning it's of the like show. like you're trying to make people watch Agents of Shield. <laughs> Ouch! That makes me. <laughs> Oh, oh my! Oh, thanks. No, no, no! I'm not saying that it's. That. I was about to say, I was about to say, fuck that, because like Arcade Bros is like one of like my top performing like yeah, that's podcasts. True. Okay, so. fine. It's like trying to get people to watch the Netflix shows. Like a lot of people are like, I refuse to watch it, even though it's a really good show, like really oh, good shows. Uh, okay. So yeah, because my brother refuses to watch the Netflix shows with freaking drives me nuts but i don't understand why i i I really don't i i don't know people don't uh, people just don't i don't like change um but uh yeah other than that just uh, this is just that so yeah we'll talk about that in depth on uh oh that's what i was gonna tease uh with arcade bros uh raven is playing uh, the new zelda on the wii u and i am playing it on the switch so we want to talk about maybe some of the features on that. So uh, tune in for that episode. That should be next Tuesday. You know what? I'm not going to quote it because I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Raven wants to do it, and we'll just go, all right, we're doing it. So, um, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I don't want to get people so upset. I don't care. Anyways, uh, this is probably why we have so many lo- – they're like, He's talking about other things other than the horror stuff and things like that. <laughs> um, speaking of which, we do have uh, two guests coming on at the end of the month. Um, yes. So look forward to that. So yes, we also are taking guests. If anybody wants to come on the show, have cool stuff, want to talk about things. So we're having uh, the Geeks Who Eat. Oh, damn. Uh, Geeks Who Eat. Uh, eat. Um, uh, they were on Socially Awkward, but it turns out they're huge horror fans, so they're going to come on, and we're going to talk about some horror movies, some creepy stuff, and some actual delicious dishes. So tune in uh, for that week as well um, when we have some guests coming in. So yeah, uh, other than that, Anna, um, I got nothing except for some news and all that good stuff. So, all right, throw it at me. Throw it at you. Okay, so uh, we only have one story for this, but we'll touch upon it. It is for our eerie news segments it is time for eerie news of the week all right so apparently uh, this story came up, I believe it was today. We did post this on the Facebook page, so if you want to get in-depth article. I just want to get your opinion on this. I just thought it was hilarious. As soon as I saw it, I, I busted out laughing. So, parents outraged over kindergarten teacher using a Ouija board in class. Honestly, I can kind of understand that, because it's a kindergartner. 
Like, I really, I don't. I, no, no, this is the thing. I, I busted out laughing because I totally agree with you yeah. on this. Okay, kindergartens. Kindergarten, okay. Uh, like, I find it hilarious. And it's like, yeah, I totally would do this if I was a teacher. Um, but I'm, like, thinking about it going, like, use your head. Like, yeah. really? Like, like, how dumb are you? So how many people want to contact their dead relatives? I do. Yeah. It's the Ouija board. It's a bunch um, of five-year-olds like, I want to talk to the dead. It's like, oh, honey, you know you don't. Uh, yeah, so let's see here. Uh, yeah, again, and, uh, okay. If it was, even if it was, like, nine-year-olds, I'd be, like, iffy about it. But that's, well, I would actually probably still say no. But, I mean, at least nine-year-olds have some concept of death. Five-year-olds, like, they're just barely understanding how to, like, they don't even know how to write properly yet. Well, this is what I love. So they talked about uh, the news station who broke the story. Um, there's like, uh, parents are seem pretty pissed off upon uh, learning of the incident. One mother who spoke with the news station, uh, her five-year-old son is now suffering from nightmares. Her son said the teacher uh, turned off all the lights in the classroom and talking to spirits. Uh, he screams now to go to bed at night to be in the... Oh, yeah, he's scared not to go to bed at night. Um, to be in the dark, anything alone, that's not something that should be at school. Uh, yeah, no, and I totally agree with that. Look, look, no teacher ever introduced me to the Ouija board. If anything, it was either you saw it on the, the shelf at the store or uh, I believe my older brother got one at one point and stuff like that. But uh, I never really sat down with a bunch of people and actually, I actually used it because – um, not Here. because I, 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 again, I don't believe in, okay. Now if it's a legitimate, like this thing was made from wood and like the, you know, yeah, the compass the, is like, like the, bone or something like that. The Hasbro I, shit. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, the ha no. it's the Hasbro one. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not judging anybody. If anybody actually did get to contact people with, judging. The, <laughs> with the, with the, uh, the Hasbro, the Hasbro board one, uh, kudos to you and stuff like that. But again, like I said, it's. To me, there's no real, like, psychic ability with that piece of cardboard and pretty much this yeah. little, like, a plastic, uh, the pizza topper for your, uh... Right? That's what it looks like. Yeah! So, but, uh, but even in my head, I'm like, yeah, no, don't, why would, no, let them play, like, Candyland or and something. And also, like, I'd be more happy again, if they... how dumb are you that you're like, I have a bunch of five-year-olds, they're still afraid of the dark, I'm gonna turn off all the lights and tell them they're talking to dead people. Like, good God, you're dumb. Um, Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to no, no, you're good. I, I mean, heck, I would be more happy if the kids played the freaking uh, uh, Oregon Trail card game for crying out loud. At least right? they learned something. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was a that was an interesting story that popped up. Yeah, I feel like uh, having the kids play Cards Against Humanity would be more <laughs> freaking appropriate than having them play with a Ouija board. Like, seriously. And, of course, the poor kid is going to have nightmares. I mean, who wouldn't? If you were five years old and got dragged into a, a freaking... Ugh. Anyways. Um, yeah, but so I think that's going to wrap up all the uh, the stuff for Eerie News of the Week. Like I said, didn't really find... No, that's that was a that was a good story. Uh, too many I mean, stories, but I thought that was interesting. So without further yeah. ado, we're going to jump into our... Um, news? Uh, yeah, horror news. It's just... Okay, so we do have a couple of um, news stories that hit this week. Um, one of them I'm going to save because I'll roll right into the movie. Okay. Uh, but they, uh, it looks like you also have a few things. So I'll jump into this one. So I, I've seen, I think the first movie is on Netflix right now. Um, the book series, uh, John Dies at the End. It looks like the uh, saga continues with a third book on its way. Oh. Um, I know they did make a movie of the first book. Um, mm -hmm. I got to watch it again because I think it was I think it was like I literally just got done doing socially awkward and then went over to some person's place to watch the movie and Lily was just like <clears throat> falling asleep on the couch <laughs> like oh, I felt so bad. Um, I've never actually seen it. I that's what I said I, I will probably have to take a take a peek at this. But yeah, the first book John Dies at the End was adapted into a film. Uh, by general legend Don uh, uh, Casarelli. Um, if you've seen the movie, it's remarkably loyal to most of the details in the book. So um, I guess then there's another one that came out as well. So they're working on a third one. So I'm not sure if they're going to be turning oh. the rest of them into movies, or this one might have been a uh, one of those. Uh, yeah, I think the second one is called uh, uh, This Book is Full of Spiders. <laughs> 
is one. And actually, the cover is pretty crazy looking. And I feel like I would just like want to buy that and give it to Matthew. Matthew. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to be too much of a dick. So yeah, I thought that was kind of that was kind of interesting um, on that one. Um, this one I just thought was interesting. I figure I'll do these two, and then we can go back and forth because it looks like you did have some stories you wanted to talk about. So um, you've you've heard of the movie Piranha? Yes. There was a remake, and I believe the remake was actually shot, I believe, by over out here at Lake uh, Havasu. Yes, Piranha 3D was shot. I was actually working on Harkins when it came out. Yeah, so, but it looks like they're making another Piranha movie, and this time they are uh, crossbreed the new Piranha movie to feature Piranha slash Tuna hybrids. Oh, good lord. So. That'll be interesting. Well, I remember, I think I vaguely remember seeing the first one, and it almost made sense, but then it didn't, because it was like, there were these weird piranha that were supposedly extinct, and then there was an earthquake, and it opened up like a fissure underneath the lake, and like, cracked open like a subterranean lake where all the piranha were living, and that's how they all came up. I'm like, that almost explains it yeah but not entirely yeah i just thought it was funny that that's that like instead of like you would think like we're gonna hybrid i guess i want to keep it in the fish realm but you could hybrid the piranhas with like a shark or something like that make a huge piranha or something something yeah like that. like that would be intimidating or even like a freaking swordfish but tuna really yeah so um <laughs> All right, so you have you uh, two movies I saw in here. I don't know which one you want to tackle first. Um, Polaroid. Polaroid, we'll all right. First. So I just thought it was kind of interesting sounding, uh, and it's from Dimension Films, which we've watched several movies by them already, I believe. Um, they're a pretty good uh, movie production company. Um, but it's a horror thriller. Um and it says that oh, it's from the producers of The Ring and The Grudge. Uh, it says, high school loner bird Fitcher has no idea what dark secrets are tied to the Polaroid vintage cam sh camera she stumbles on, but it doesn't take long to discover that those who have their picture taken meet a tragic end. Okay, so they just literally stole that uh, idea from a Goosebumps book. Probably. I've never read Goosebumps. So. Well, there's a book called Entitled, uh, oh wow, I can't believe I actually know this. My knowledge of bullshit stuff. Uh, <laughs> the book, I believe, was titled uh, Say Cheese and Die. Oh, okay. And uh, basically it would be them taking a picture and then, uh, of course, it was a Goosebumps book, so it wasn't technically anybody dying. But I believe the course of action was someone would take the picture and then it would be like the person like in the future like, oh, I'm tripping or something bad would happen to um, to them, I believe, in the Goosebump book. Now, don't uh, – Actually, you know what? I don't really care. You know what? You want to berate me? Go ahead and berate me. Don't quote, quote me on it. You know, I don't care because no one ever hits this stuff anyway. So whatever. Um, Fuck off. It says it was directed by and based on the award-winning short by Lars Klevberg. Okay. So I don't know if Lars Klevberg based it on that book from Goosebumps or what, but... um. But yeah, so it just looked interesting, and I thought, uh, and it said the film is set to be released on August 25th of 2017. So, um, but yeah, that's, I just thought that that was an interesting. No, 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 it sounds, it sounds cool. I just hope, like, they do, like, a different take on it. I was just, like, after hearing that synopsis, I'm like, wow, if you're a Goosebump, like, if you were an avid Goosebump reader, you'd be like, wait a minute, isn't that say cheese and die kind of shit? Um, yeah. And which is also probably based off of something else. I'm trying to remember what that one could have been. Uh, I'm blanking on the movie, but we'll see what happens. Well, then again, last time I prayed for people to help me find a, the answer to a movie, I ended up just finding it myself. Oh, that's true. Um, this, rare exports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is actually kind of interesting. So Stephen King mm -hmm. has already seen the mo the new movie It that we'll be getting, I believe, in the fall this year. Oh, yeah. I saw a little blurb about it, but I didn't read it. Uh, so I'll just read the quote that Steve, uh, Stephen King said. So he okay. says, Stephen King asked me to uh, pass along uh, that he saw a screening of It today and wanted to let everyone know that they should stop worrying about it as a uh, production uh Oh, as the producer have done a wonderful job with the uh, pro uh, you know the production of this film. So, oh. uh, granted, it could be we don't know the full quote, 
Yeah. Because they have done that before where they've taken stuff and things like that. But, uh, yeah, so this is going to hit theaters on uh, September 8th of 2017. I'm super excited. Like we said, I think uh, I think this is one where we're going to – depends on with Matthew and his, his kid at that point, um, how things are going. Uh, but I think we were going to have Matthew come back on the show, and we were going to actually watch the original It. Yes. And then we want to go ahead and see – so it'll probably be a two-parter episode. Okay. But we'll go ahead and see then the new It, and then we'll talk about both films. So probably like the first one, we'll talk about the original It, um, because it's part one, part two for a TV movie. All that kind of stuff. And then uh, we'll talk about the comparisons with the new one, and uh, if it was more close to the book, and how does the new uh, you know, Pennywise stack up to... Uh, I mean, uh, again, you know, a lot of people have a... you know, They're always like, oh my god, can no one can replace him. Uh, I don't think anyone's really replacing Tim Curry. Uh, they just, you know, I mean, granted, if Tim Curry probably could have come back, he probably would have. Yeah, they uh, also could have just gotten Lee, Michael's boyfriend, to play. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Lee and Michael, who were on last week, if you want to check yeah. that out, their p- pictures were posted to the Facebook page and everything like that. But yeah, so uh, so I am very, I'm, I'm very curious with this one. It should be, should be pretty cool. I mean, the the clown looks pretty creepy, anyways. And then you have yeah, another. I'm oh. actually pretty excited for the It movie. Oddly enough, I mean, I know I don't like clowns, but I'm still interested to see it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have a new. Uh... Yes. So um, it's you probably have seen advertisements for it already. The movie's called Life, and it has Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, and some other guy. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can find... That guy's like you. Okay. There's Hiroyuki Sonata, Ariane Bakari, and Olga Dihovichnia. Um, anyways. Uh, so it says that it's directed by Daniel Espinosa, written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. Um... I think the short version of it is that it's a terrifying sci-fi thriller about a team of scientists aboard the International Space Station whose mission of discovery turns to one of primal fear when they find a rapidly evolving life form that caused extinction on Mars and now threatens the crew and all life on Earth. Now, I didn't know that part, that the... It actually caused the extinction on Yeah, Mars. I didn't know that either, so, so I thought that was a cool twist. I mean, the movie looks pretty cool in, in general. It's like your typical, you know, um, speaking of which, uh, you know, like your typical Alien movie right now. Like, the original Alien was literally like, we can't let this thing get to Earth, we can't, you know... Yeah, it's kind of like a cross between a Contagion movie and an Alien movie. There you go, yeah. So, so uh, and I always like that kind of sci-fi stuff, yeah. you know, thing. So it'd be kind of cool to see that coming in, especially you have, you know, Ryan Reynolds basically coming off of Deadpool, Deadpool from last year, yeah. so now he's a heavy hitter again. With this, so yeah, that that sounds cool. I, for, and actually, I'm kind of excited to see him and Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie together because I think that's going to be an interesting combination. Yeah. So, um, and actually, now that I think about it, what was the last thing that Jake Gyllenhaal was in besides uh, Nightcrawler? Yeah, Nightcrawler was the last one that I know of. Okay. Yeah, that's the only the last one I could think of as well. And before that, it was. Uh, well, maybe maybe things will work out for. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Prince of Persia. I like that movie, but that's because I've never played the video game, so I have no idea what it's like. Yeah, you're fine. That's what, that was, that's what I was getting at. I was just like, I was like, I was thinking about, it, I was like, well, let me think. I'm like, yes, Prince of Persia is great movie. If you're just like, it has nothing to do. There's no game. If you just assume there was no video game, uh, then it would be a <laughs> pretty. Which I do very well. <laughs> thing. Uh, so this is interesting. So of course, uh, Donnie Darko director teases a return to the Darko universe. Oh no. What do you mean? Oh, no. They tried doing that with... Uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was called, like, Sam Darko well, or something. Well, I think they're calling it. It's uh, Richard Kelly's first film. Uh, Donnie Darko was uh, a hell of a note to start on after 15 years. He's hinting at that. Something's more to unreal. Uh, after the flop of the sequel, yes. titled S. Darko. S. Darko, which yeah. Don't worry, Kelly had no hand in. Okay, so that's far. Oh, I didn't even know there was a second one. Shit. Yeah, it was awful. Because I just love the first one. first one's fantastic. In fact, I I need to get a copy of that. I need to watch it again. We need to do that. I have a copy of it. Well, I I still need to own my own. It's a good movie. Um, But yeah, Donnie Darko, when I first saw that, was just an amazing film and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, who knows? I I think maybe if they were to do, if they they pretty much kind of scratch that quote-unquote sequel mm-hmm. and basically like this never happened and literally return to everybody like something happens and donnie comes back 
maybe or whatnot. And now it's like the future a little bit because of all the age. They're all grown up and yeah. something like that. I mean, I don't know what else they could do, but I'm like, I know the movie does have time traveling aspects to it. So that's, true. that's just one idea. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody out there is like, oh, no, let me come up with a better story. And I'm like, please do. Don't <laughs> don't use anything I use because some of the stuff when I'm touching someone else's franchise, I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, that's if I'm what... making it my own franchise, then I know exactly what I'm doing. Well, I mean, that's kind of true with <laughs> everyone. That's why the majority of the time, if someone else is messing around with somebody's brainchild, it just it fucking flops, like, terribly. Anyways, um, so going back to the news. So, yes, I'm interested to see Life. Uh, that uh, comes out on... March 24th. Oh, oh, okay. so in a couple of weeks. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so it comes out in about two weeks. So uh, we'll have to check that one out. Yeah, um, okay. So we're actually, we're actually, we're actually going to be pretty packed with that, the movies. Because I'm thinking uh, for next week's, uh, or the next time we do a movie review, we'll probably, because I think this weekend, I'm going to try to see if we want to go see uh, Kong. Skull oh, Island. Yeah, yeah. That comes out on uh, March 10th. So uh, probably not uh, the following week, because we'll probably just be doing... Well, it depends. Maybe we'll maybe we'll switch it up. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a movie. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, we'll try to because I want to try to start jumping in maybe a little bit more into more of the current films that came out. I still want to see um, Get Out. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, people said that was a really good one. Actually, uh, geeks who like to eat, uh, Sarah and Matthew, uh, they really um, said it was pretty good. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, but yes, Kong Island definitely. Um, Kong Island might be a mashup show. Okay. Because I don't know, uh, I think uh, I talked with Eric Berry a little back, and uh, what I mean by a cross-platform show, it, it might, if it, if it becomes a really lengthy episode, it might be also uh, under um, the Code Site Omega podcast, because it does deal with uh, Godzilla and that universe. So. I think it should, and I think, honestly, I think that that entire um, show, we probably shouldn't even worry about news at that point we should just focus on no i was just going to talk basically i was just going to run through um king kong song of khan we'll try to do like a little synopsis of all the films up to this film point and okay. where this one is stepping off and stuff like that so i mean i'll have cool. to do a little bit of research but i know most of it by verbatim and speaking <laughs> of kong actually i should probably find that uh blu-ray collector's edition of king kong uh, the original film. I do have the Peter Jackson one, which a lot of people don't like, but I'm like, it's actually really good. Like you. Yeah, my brother has the extended edition. I have not. With all the special features. I, it's literally this giant box. Like it's ridiculous. Ah, uh, sucks to be him. I have that same one, and mine is just a little thing of discs. Yeah, I think he wanted like the. Big, well, everything close uh, uh, when I finally, you know, things. Psh, never mind. Anyways, uh, they minimize stuff. There we go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so um, yeah, I still haven't watched that one, so I might have to. I might have to give a lot of them a rewatch. But yeah, classic King Kong, fantastic film, beautiful film, um, especially the fact that it was all new. Wow, I'm touching upon this a little bit. Um, due to the fact it was all like brand new technology, and these people had to learn how to do this stuff, you know, with stop motion and having, you know, him hold the hand and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, really kind of amazing, especially due to the fact that the, not only the bo both films, King Kong, the original, and Son of Kong, were released in the same year. So yeah. that means they were working back-to-back -back on, like, those films. Granted, it was probably two different directors and everything like that, but still, like, the stop-motion team behind everything and all the other one of stuff. And then they have that spin-off film. Well, yeah, maybe it's a spin it's kind of a spin-off film, but Mighty Joe Young, which they also did a remake of that Disney a while back as well. Um... But yeah, yeah, we'll probably we'll probably definitely do a Kong episode uh, coming up soon with all the stuff and get back into my little bit of monster mayhem. But speaking of movies, sequels, and everything like that, so Alien Covenant. Yes. A new trailer dropped. Okay. Uh, we've both seen it. Yes. Very, very freaking cool. Um, uh, the fact that you get to see really like a xenomorph in like daylight in that yeah. trailer, it was kind of remarkable. Um, cause usually you just see them in the dark, like a little bit snippets here and there and stuff. And it's just like, Oh, you know, the, it's basically like the velociraptors attacking somebody where it's just very quick and fast and you don't really see much. Um, you was about to say something. No, I'm just trying to think of like, I'm very curious as to, because in the first movie, as far as you can tell, like the xenomorphs look relatively human. Yes. In the second one, they're a lot more creature-esque, and they kind of they kind of walk like 
uh, uh, velociraptors with like the like the shortened front arms and then like the really powerful hind legs. And yeah. Stuff. Well, I'm um, trying to remember. I believe it was a colony. Uh, that settled there. Again, I'm going to have to watch Aliens. Um, definitely we're going to have to watch Aliens just because of uh, Bill Paxton passed away not too long ago. So, yeah. big book I'm with that one. The Only Man to be Killed by a Predator, a Terminator, and an Alien. Um, but yeah, so I would probably have to rewatch that one just to look at the Aliens. I just remember Alien 3 were like the first one because she has one inside of her. Spoilers, mm-hmm. people. Ripley has one inside <laughs> of her throughout the uh, entire film where she's in this jail. But an alien is running loose and the chest prisoner hasn't come out of her yet. So there is a part, I believe, it's a, it's like, uh, it kind of it gives me uh, an it, uh, not it, the, the thing, a thing feeling where it's like the dog got infected with the thing, the it, the, uh, the have you ever seen the thing? Uh-uh. Okay, uh, I th- you're just staring at me blankly. So I'm like, um, have you seen? Basically, like the the dog pretty much became the thing. So that's why I believe in the uh, third movie, Alien Three. It's uh, it's a dog. That's like that's why how it moves, how it does, and stuff like that. The xenomorph, because I believe it was a facehugger on him, and then it became um, that bur- burst it through the chest of the dog, the chestburster. Um, what about the second Alien movie, though? That's what I said I have to rewatch because okay. I'm not sure what they were talking about because they did talk about there was a colony there, but then I don't know if they overrun, like, um, uh, the animals that were on that planet and stuff like that because I know the old Alien Predator comics and stuff like that, they have alluded to that where there was, I mean, fuck, they made toys of, like, it's like the Panther Alien and the, the Gorilla Alien and stuff like that. So I assume that any time a facehugger jumps on any kind of living uh, organism, um... It, like it just automatically adapts. It would adapt to that kind of structure and like kind of because if you think about it, it kind of it drops into their, your body and it believe, it's like feeding off of pretty much I believe your DNA and all these other kind of things. So that's why it kind of gets its like uh, uh, skin for it. A perfect example is the Alien vs Predator two movie where the chestburster busted out of a predator and it had the same little tons talons as the predator and it was like it had a predator likeness to it but it was still an alien you know a xenomorph kind of thing so i think it just kind of takes on um the form of like whatever it came out of so that's why in the first movie you believe like it's it's really human-like because it came from a human and we don't know if the other ones have come from humans or i'm also curious as to like because technically those eggs were on a human or at least humanoid ship so I'm curious as to, like, after a couple generations, they start adapting more closely to, like, basically if they, if it, the things, like, if, um, I would say the alien queen lays an egg, yes. and then the face hugger attaches to a dog, mm-hmm. and then that, you know, the chest burster ends up being a female, lays eggs, and then they continue to attach towards dogs if they become more and more dog-like yeah, yeah, yeah. in their appearance, and then... Um, but then once it hits, like, you know, coming into contact with a different animal, if it keeps some of the old traits or if it picks entirely picks up the new ones or, and also, I'm also very, very curious to know if like what the origins of them are in general, because I, that actually, now that I think about it, this is one of the few, like, species that don't really give you an idea of the origin like you know how they work but you never get any idea of how they came up well uh that's that's actually i believe where all these movies are kind of filling in the gap so we kind of got a prometheus one where um it kind of shows you that there was another life form on that planet already other beings known as i believe they were called the guardians not guardians uh the Creators. Creators. That was it. I was like, was it? Um, so I'm not. I'm not really entirely sure because it's like you got Prometheus, but it didn't really explain like the aliens were on the planet, but there was also this weird like bacteria that was on the planet as well. Uh, New settlers come into the Alien Covenant movie now, and of course the xenomorph is in full force, where you actually get to see like the human-looking one opposed to the one that was in Prometheus that was more from like a weird strain or whatnot. So not really sure because they have never explained it. We don't know where, like if you think about it, there's all those eggs there, but where's the queen? Yeah. Like the only time, the only time I've ever seen the queen alien has always been in, it was alien aliens. Mm -hmm. And then I believe in the uh, first alien versus predator movie. Like, so as far as I'm concerned, there's only been two queens in that known universe. So I'm very curious. It's like, okay, well, where did all these eggs come from? And where's, where's the queen? 
And I'm really kind of hoping they touch upon that. Maybe, like, the queen is, like, just this huge fucking, like, monster. Like, what if the queen alien bursted out of the the one huge, you know, uh, creator that's, like, in the chair and everything like that? Like, and maybe that's just, like, and since those were so big, maybe the queen alien's just, like, this huge, massive, like... That could T-Rex be. kind of beast thing just like on that planet just like roaming because you only see like so much of that planet you don't know the entire planet yeah and uh, that was the other thing I was curious about is like what like the closer that like they I, well, I guess like kind of like what the original one looked like before it started picking up the traits of like the creatures that it would attach itself to yeah you know what I mean yeah so but yeah, these are just questions that I'm probably never going to get answered, but I still like thinking about it. Uh, you know what? You so. might get them answered. I mean, there's probably a bunch of, uh, you know, alien uh, alien versus predator comics and all these lures and stuff like that. I mean, you could probably just, I'm pretty sure if you type in the origins of the aliens, you might even get some pretty good, like, not legitimate stuff from the actual, uh, you know, creator um, of the aliens, but probably, you know, fan theories or what they're allowed to, you know, touch upon in comics or what they're, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I'm pretty sure you should be able to find stuff. I mean, if not, if you can't find anything and we do have like someone who's out there, who's an alien expert, you know, Oh, please um, let us know. Hit, it, hit us up on the Twitter and the, in the email and stuff like that. Or if you live in, you know, the, the Arizona state, you know, not too uh, far from uh, Tempe, Scottsdale, Mesa, and all those areas. Uh, come on the show, lay down some, lay down some alien knowledge. Because I, 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 one of the things I don't know too much about, I, I, I know a fraction probably of the alien stuff is, is like that. So I mean, I know, uh, know a bunch of stuff, and I'm a huge fan, but I'm not like nothing compares to like my knowledge on you know old horror movies and. Yeah, uh, all that other kind of crap that no one that won't get me a college degree. <laughs> but anyway, so speaking of Alien Covenant, back to the original story. Apparently, uh, Ridley Scott has already a has a script for the sequel to Alien Covenant. So we're we're getting like a prequel after a prequel after a prequel now, because uh, apparently Prometheus for now is supposed to be the first one in the Alien storyline. Uh, Alien Covenant is now the one right after that one. Uh, then we're going to get another one right there, and then we're going to... I wonder if they're going to try to do a Rogue One thing where it kind of pairs up perfectly with the first one. Oh, that would be interesting. Like, the final scene of that movie is, like, someone hitting the stress, the, you know... The, uh, the beacon the or beacon whatever. The beacon or whatnot, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like, creating the warning so, so people stay away. Yeah. Um... Like, he's like, look, I'm not going to get off this planet. This thing is going to kill me. But if I can warn other people to stay away from this planet, maybe we can kind of wipe out. Because maybe, like, in the second covenant, wow, I'm really, like, diving deep and just already nerding out with stupid theories and crap like that. Like, what if they find out what happens to the first crew in the first movie? And they're like, okay, so there's hostiles on there and stuff like that. We're going to try to uh, exterminate them if we can so we can still make this planet livable. Of course, it doesn't go worth He's like, look, there's no way to stop these creatures. The only way they seem to, you know... Um, uh, procreate and everything that is basically taking on a host and then a new one comes out. But if, if no one else comes on this planet, the species will die out. Uh, and he's all like, so, so I'm not, he's kind like, of like a trying to keep the, like the, yeah, so he's, so he, yes. Yeah, so he's like, look, I'm not going to be able to get off this planet. My ship's destroyed. These things are hunting me. You know, my crew is dead. I, he's like, so his last like thing is him like basically hitting the beacon, you know, like to kind of send off the warning and then, you know, he's dead, but he's like, okay, you know, like in his head, like, haha. And then you have, you know, Alien starts off with, you know, them coming to that planet, and you're like, oh, son of a bitch, you know, kind of thing, like... Yeah, you know what I just realized, though? Is... Freaking... Ridley Scott has been building towards, like, the Prometheus movie since his first Alien movie. Yeah. Like, I did not put two and two together until we just watched Alien, and I haven't seen Alien in... Like 10, 15 years. Yeah. So watching it tonight, or watching it today was actually really, really nice. But then I didn't, I did, I like freaking didn't even like fully realize until they were looking at the freaking skeleton in the chair. And I went, holy crap, that's a freaking creator. Like, yeah, like, I mean, just well, well, if you think about it, it's like it's George, you know, George Lucas, you know, he just came out with Star Wars and that was like the fourth film in this saga that he was creating. And then he gave us the other two episodes and everyone's like, wait, what? And, all that kind of stuff. So it's like I, th- I think we have a lot of people who think broader than just like they 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 look at I have my beginning, and I have my end, and all I need to do is keep doing fillers for the middle. It's kind of like a comic book, you know. So if you do want this, I mean, I mean, of course you have Ridley Scott who does the first one. He's now doing this one, but you did have James Cameron take over for the second one, and it's crazy because the fact that he took basically this kind of horror film 
uh, in space kind of thing to a like like huge like war zone, you know, explosions like big movie kind of budget, and then still going back to the third uh, Alien movie and making it back kind of like almost intimate, like the first one, like be like those are the two bookends, and then like you have you know your your two towers, your uh, <laughs> your Empire Strikes Back movie, you know, in the center. Um, and I wouldn't even necessarily say that it's just like filler in the middle, though. I just feel like. It kind of seems to me like actually one of the best examples I can come up with is C.S. Lewis. Whenever he wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, he wrote Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. Then he went to um, like the books after that, like a couple like sequels after that, like just kind of like linear events, uh, like moving forward from the initial book. Then he wrote the book uh, The Horse and His Boy which jumps back to it's an entirely different story that has nothing to do with the original children except for the main subject of the horse and his boy meets the subjects of the first book while they're living in Narnia and while they're like kings and queens and whatever, which I thought was a very interesting way to tie that in. Then he came up with the magician's nephew, which is how the, like, freaking wardrobe got built in the first place oh okay so it's just well, I, and it literally I, just ties the entire thing together and it's just but like reading the first book like you don't need the other like you don't need the magician's nephew or the horse and his boy to necessarily like under to necessarily you know have the or read the first book but i mean it still like expands on it in a way that's very complementary to the original and it's just this weird like it almost seems like that was kind of what he was building towards the entire time. No, and that makes so. sense. I shouldn't say, like, you're you trying to call me on that shit. How dare you? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to call you Well, you're like, oh, I wouldn't call it filler. I'm not calling it filler. I'm basically, okay, it's kind of like anything where it's like, it's like, you're always going to keep having second acts because yes. as soon as you get to your final chapter, you're done and everything. That's why Marvel comics, DC comics, always have those reboots. They always have something new happen. They always have, cause you're always telling second acts. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so yeah. So of course, I guess Ridley Scott was building towards this huge, crazy uh, universe, which has expanded and tied in with, you know, predator versus alien stuff like that. So this was actually where it started at all. Uh, so we watched the 1979, uh, film Alien, uh, it's rated hard, it's classified as horror sci-fi, and before we jump into the movie and what we liked about it and any fun facts that we know about it and all that kind of stuff, I'll give you a little bit of the synopsis from IMDb. So, after a space uh, merchant vessel uh, perceives an unknown transmission as a distress call, uh, they're leading on the source moon... Uh, finds one of the crews attacked by a mysterious life form and soon realizes that its life cycle has merely begun. Uh, so far, that has probably been one of the shortest and best uh, IMDb synopses that I <laughs> that I have read um, for a while. So yeah, uh, no, that's actually a very accurate way to describe it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm, we'll dive into this a little bit and stuff like that. So before we talk about uh, the movie and then we'll give you the uh, what other people have rated it and what will uh, rate it. I already have the rating system for this one. Eggs? Nope. Oh, okay. Five out of five chest bursters. Okay, I figured it was either eggs, chest bursters, or face huggers. Uh, so... <laughs> No, yeah, I was going to, or, or uh, we, but yeah, we'll also touch upon the little fun fact in the movie about uh, what are the actors and stuff and all the people who are in the movie. So, of course, you got Sigourney Weaver, which um, this is literally, I'm trying to think, she I, she probably had some stuff before that, but I think this is one of her first, like, boom, breakout roles, because then soon enough after 1979's Alien movie, she was not only in pretty much all of them so far, yeah, um, except for the ones where she her character does not exist, and then there's the... Um, What's it called? And then there was uh, right on the train of Ghostbusters and everything like that in 1984. So I don't know if this was the start of her career or, you know, she just became like that was the movie that kind of popped. popped and everything like that. So but yeah. So anyway, so yeah, Alien is is just a fun movie. Um, it's very, very horror like very. Um, I think I think what it came out, um, the original tagline on the poster was in space. No one can hear you scream. 
Ah. And it's just that eerie, like, oh, yeah. And then when you see the movie, it does, like, I will have to say this. Like, we watched it. Uh, I actually have the Alien Collection with the four films on it. Uh, Blu-ray. Uh, this is the first time I've watched it. I didn't even know there was an un... Uh, uh, there's director's cut one or uncut version on the movie. We only watched the original one, so I plan on going back and watching that one as well. Um, but just the how it looked on the screen and everything that it was really crisp and clean and it's still like it still holds up like yeah you can tell when there's a little bit of green screen and stuff like that but i mean it's still everything looks great all those uh sets and ships and everything is built very well i mean even the xenomorph you know and i mean in some scenes when you actually get a full you're like okay that's clearly a guy in a costume but like when they keep it in the shadows and stuff like that it still has a cool little eerie like feel to it and stuff like that so i mean just the production value on this movie looks very low budget which might have actually been but uh they pull it off pull it off for a space like horror film yeah they pull it off beautifully um so what i was going to ask um anna because we just recently watched it when was the last time if you can remember or the first time you actually saw alien the last time i saw it was the first time okay so i've only seen this movie once well now twice um, but as far as I can remember, um, I didn't realize how many actors were in it. Like Ian Holm, um, he is Bilbo in the hot, or excuse me, in, um, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship. And then he's also, I don't think he's in Two Towers, but he's also in Return of the King. Um, there is also, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? I just blanked on his name. Uh, he just passed away. He was in Doctor Who. He played the War Doctor. Um, oh, um, he had the chest. He's the guy with the chest burster. Yeah, it was John Hurt. John Hurt. That's right. Yeah, he's a phenomenal actor as well. Um, but yeah, I, uh, and then of obviously, of course, um. Sigourney Weaver. And yes. by the way, happy International Women's Day. So. Oh, yeah, that's another reason why we uh, watched the film, because it was a strong <laughs> female lead character, which I think is always funny when people now like, go like, oh, my God, they took away the lead from a male and give it to a female. I'm like, we've been growing up with these films all our lives right now. I mean, yeah. if you even look at, like, Star Wars, I mean, Princess Leia was still, like, kicking ass, you know? Yeah. And stuff like that. So I'm like, so Ripley, she's a strong fucking woman. You know why? Fucking alien. Uh, for the thing that's supposed to be the most deadly killing machine on She's the, the only planet. person who survives she's it every time. Every fucking time. So Even whenever she's a freaking clone, she still survives. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of people in this one. Um, John Hurt uh, looks completely different from when the last time I saw him was literally that Doctor Who... Um, uh, episode, episode the, yeah. when he played the War Doctor and everything like that. So um, yeah, but very cool and stuff like that. So really... Uh, so yeah, so so the first time you saw Alien, you were how old? I'm not sure, probably about sixteen ish. Okay, okay. Maybe a little older. Okay. So um okay, so what was your first impression when you first saw it? I honestly can't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's uh it's been a while. I can't remember how old I was when I saw it. I do remember thinking that it was like okay. But I think I really wasn't the very much into horror movies at that time, so I think that that's why I was just kind of like meh. But I mean, obviously now I'm I freaking have a podcast with you about horror movies, so I'm a lot more interested in it. But um, <laughs> I would hope so because I'm like we've done <laughs> 61 episodes and yeah, it's not really my thing. All yeah. right, so next week looking for a new co-host on uh, not another B horror cast. Um, no, that's why I was asking about the age group, mm. um, because I, I feel like it, if you saw it at a certain age, it affected you differently. Now, if you were in 1979, uh, rated R movies, I don't know what the age was for them. I'm just going to assume it's 17 like it is today. Um, seeing that at that time, probably a lot of people were like, holy crap, kind of thing. Uh, when I first saw the movie, I was, let's see, third grade? Um, so I was very young when I saw it, and surprisingly, didn't scare me at all thought it was phenomenal well yeah but that's because you have walked in on your parents doing it at that at that age so you're like you know what nothing can scar me at this point no i had nothing to do with <laughs> with that and that's actually i don't think anybody knew that i've never talked about that on the podcast so thank you for <laughs> destroying that little tidbit of secret of fun um oh i was just being facetious 
Anyways. Anyways. Um, no, but I absolutely loved it. I thought it was cool because it's like when that movie came out, the other ones, I think the third one wasn't going to come out until uh, maybe that year or something like that, Alien uh, 3. I think it came out in 1993. Um, but yeah, so I saw the first and second one in Aliens I was obsessed with at that time. Got started getting the toys. Like Patrick and I were just like, Aliens are awesome and kind of things like that. We saw like, you know, the comic books, all that kind of crap coming out. So been a hardcore like you know just like yes these are awesome and some of that so yeah watching it now i can totally see like there was a bunch of stuff that i knew it was coming but how they delivered it in this one because it was very it wasn't like super slow where you're sitting there going like mm-hmm, 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 and then the jump would happen mm-hmm. it'd literally be like you see something and immediately like fall on her like the the dead carcass of the face hugger she jumps and she's like oh god and stuff like that so they yeah, was like really within a few seconds is whenever the jump scare would happen yeah. whether it was in a legitimate scare or just kind of like trying to kind of be like yeah yeah all right haha we got you kind of thing yeah so it, and i enjoyed that actually rewatching this movie going like because usually jump scares don't really get me in these new films of that because you kind of really know when it's coming because they take too long for that build up and they think like oh if a longer build up the better the payoff and i go no not really you if you want to have a long build up to it you have to really it's weird you to have say to this build it into the atmosphere you have the movie. yeah you have a you have to literally have a long short one yeah is what i'm trying to say it's like kind of like this weird kind of that's why this one was a very like it was not it wasn't like a long short one it was they were very quick so it was literally be like the tension would be hot something would happen and then boom right right then dude you know jump scare you know yeah Um, so i think they did a very good job with that yeah now that i think about it it wasn't even necessarily like there really wasn't like a whole bunch of build-up with it it was literally like okay something tense happens something else tense happens something else that kind of builds up your tension even more happens but it's not it's not just like this person walking into a room slowly it's like one thing after another after another after another so then you have all these factors playing in and you're paying so much attention to these other factors that whenever the jump scare happens you're not expecting it and so therefore it startles you oh i didn't even know this oh for visual effects yeah the uh aliens did win for a won an oscar that year oh very nice um best original score uh they won for uh golden globes so uh that's kind of i didn't even notice the score i yeah it's very it's very subtle i mean it does have some like eerie kind of things to it so that no i was just realizing after you talked about like the cast like literally there's only one two three four five six seven eight people on film and nine cast members because of the voice of mother oh but everybody else was it was just like yeah, because there was seven cast member or seven um, crew members. Yeah, and then the uh, the guy in the xenomorph costume, costume, which is funny. He is credited and everything that. Very nice. Uh, uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, but it's I believe is Bologi Bandio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was the alien, so uh, I think he was like a tall motherfucker too. Like he was pretty like probably. <laughs> actually, I should probably pull it up and just read his thing. I was gonna say, yeah, it looks like he was in the. Just this movie. Um, oh shit! Never mind. I am so sorry. Uh, yeah, he's born. Uh, he's born in 1953, and he actually passed away already. He was only age 39. Oh wow! Uh, it's not really giving me his height or any of that kind of so stuff. 1953, so 1953. So that means he died in 19. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's probably why. Yeah. No, he died in 92. Oh, 92. All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, but no, his height. 610. Oh. That's probably why. It's probably, yeah, he was age 39 when he, uh, he's from Nigeria too. So, you know what? He is a tall ass motherfucker. Yeah, that's a tall ass motherfucker. So, kudos to you, man. You did, you did great. You brought this creepy alien creature to life and everything that we usually don't jump into people's things and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, so, um, but yeah, so okay, so you were 16 when you saw it. So yeah, so now rewatching it, having a little bit more appreciation for like kind of like the older horror films and stuff like that. Uh, rewatching it this time, what did you like about it? What did you like pick up that you didn't pick up in your first watch? And just how do you uh, how do you enjoy it? I picked up a lot that I didn't pick up in my first watch. Um, and honestly, there was a lot of stuff that I liked about it. I mean. Um, I thought it was kind of funny just like watching whenever the ship was passing by overhead, how much it pulled from Star Wars. Um, 
like the engines and like just the just the angle of the ship flying over in general that was a very star warsy thing to do um i also thought it was very interesting that uh because like in aliens obviously there's only one other chick besides sigourney weaver and then there's uh, a little girl no oh yeah yeah there's another yeah there's another chick marine and then there's newt yeah um they come at night, mostly. They mostly come at night, mostly. mostly. Um, but I thought that it was interesting in this one that there were two other girls. So it was just kind of like, it was like, Aliens is very much like a very like male movie. And this one was very much a mixed cast. And I thought that that was uh, a unique take on it, at least, especially for horror movies, because normally... In a horror movie, you'll have, like, you know, the ditzy blonde one and the virgin yeah. and, you know, the ditzy slutty blonde one, I should say. And then the virgin and then you have, like, sometimes you'll have, like, the token random chick who, you know, dies second or third. Mm -hmm. um, but this one was not really set up like that. Like, it just the just the general cast was set up differently. Um, I forgot until right before it happened that um spoiler alert yeah that uh oh what's his name ian, ian, holm, ian holm was the uh, android yeah an android like i totally forgot about that until right before it happened i was like oh yeah i think somebody was a android in this i was like it must be him because he seems to be like the most formal and turned out to be him i was like oh yeah that's right yeah but that's it's now. actually kind of cool if you think about it because i remember the first time i saw that you were like what yeah like, because like only like uh, you know uh and then actually going into it and the same thing happens on the second one with bishop you know he gets cut in half or something like that or they like in the beginning they know he's a you know android and all that kind of stuff so it's kind of it's kind of cool and interesting that uh uh they did all that kind of stuff um I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I thought the cat was a nice touch. A uh, cat was interesting, though. I, I it was very good for the jump scare effect. Yeah, I like the fact that the xenomorph never went after the cat. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of interesting. I think it's probably most likely because I mean the xenomorph is a predator, so if it doesn't, and it was kind of hunting mostly for sport it seemed like so i don't think it really felt threatened by the cat so that's why i just didn't even mess with it yeah so um yeah but i think it's uh it's just a solid solid film and just fun scares and all that kind of cool concept i mean the fact that it's all like you know the face hugger when they try to get it off of it it's like it's it starts tightening around you know the person's neck like yeah. you know trying to keep it alive but they're like well it is keeping him alive it's like they try to cut it and then the blood immediately comes out it's like acid after you know the acid blood has been a huge thing with the aliens where it's like well you can't just run in and shoot them because of the blood splats back at you it's gonna melt like your shit through which you see in the movie where it just kind of decimates like just what hole in like so many floors yeah i think it went through three floors you know kind of thing it was just like a little bit of blood so you're like okay kind of what the hell thing um but yeah just just a cool concept and cool ideas and just delivered very well so um before we give our reviews um, and everything that, and anything else uh, we want to talk about the movie, I'll give you the reviews of IMDb and uh, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, right off the bat, is uh, they gave it a 97. Okay. Uh, audience gave it a 94. Okay. Uh, perfect. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with that because it is a fun, cool movie and just all the cool stuff. Now, IMDb, where did your okay they gave it an 8.5 out of 10 oh so that's still pretty you know good you know for that kind of a i yeah. mean i mean the horror movie i mean fuck got an academy award you know it's a pretty you know it's pretty big and stuff like that um i mean that's like hannibal or not hannibal but uh signs of the lamb you know with anthony hopkins i mean i think he won a oscar for uh that performance it wouldn't um, surprise me also kind of stuff. so anna anything else that you really liked about the movie and uh then i guess uh, give us your rating or things you might have not liked about the movie. Um, some of the jump scares were a bit cheap. <laughs> and that's valid. That's valid. But uh, for the most part, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a little slow at times. Uh, now that I think about it, you, you literally get about an hour and a half into the movie before you actually see like yeah. the xenomorph in its full form. Um. 
Oh, uh, the thing that I also really like about the movie is you think it's over and then the alien is on the escape pod. Yeah. That was fantastic. Um, other than that, I got nothing. Uh, so what would you give it rating out of, uh, five out of five chest bursters? Um, I'd say four and a half out of five, the bottom half. <laughs> okay, not the one with teeth. No, um, but also, every time I see the chest bursters you now, just think of, uh, I just space think balls. of, yeah, space balls. Hello, just goes, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my rectum girl. She just has the hat. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but what about you? Um, no, just absolutely love it. It's a fun movie. Like I, you know, like going back to it ever after so many years and just enjoying it again and stuff like that. Um, oh, we forgot the fun fact about the chest burster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually I was going to uh, talk about that. Um, yeah. The, one of my cool scenes is that, uh, chest burster scene when the thing first come out now, uh, right after, um, John hurt, uh, passed away. Uh, the story came out saying how, uh, n- they had a little concept of the idea that was going to happen there, but the, the only person who knew was the director, Ridley Scott, and him, uh, the actor John Hurt, of uh, what was going to come out of his chest. I think the only other person that knew was the prosthetics person. Yeah, like, yeah. Even the, the filming crew had no idea what was going on. So, uh, basically, uh, oh shit, what's his name? John Hurt? No, uh, Ridley Scott was like, you know, if you can get, like, you know, people to act scared, um, it's, you know, kind of, it's just like an animal instinct, like, they know how to do it and some of that, but he's like, I want to generally, like, what the fuck kind of scare thing. So, you know, when it happens, everybody's reaction in that film is... Completely genuine. Completely genuine, and literally right after it's done, the thing takes off, they do a shot of, like, the majority of the crew that's in the shot, and literally they all have this what the fuck just happened like look on their faces and you're like oh awesome you know kind of thing so that was like my favorite like um your favorite moment yeah um it's just like a fun little cool thing but yeah i give it the same thing as you like for uh 4.5 uh chest bursters um it's a fun flick and everything that i mean it's not like knock out of the park freaking scary and things like that because after you know I mean, I saw when I was little, and I didn't get scared and stuff, so... Um, yeah, I would say for... It's kind of like a horror thriller. Yes. Sci-fi horror thriller. So for its genre, I thought it did a very a very good job. Um, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't rate it as one of the scariest movies I've seen, but I still enjoyed it. So I'm curious, what was your second favorite scene? Second favorite scene is, of course, the... Um, Oh, what is it? It's um, it's probably the very beginning when they're walking on the planet of the egg, opens oh, okay. up and then pfft, the face hugger kind of thing. You know, I thought that just like anything with special effects. That's what I'm saying. Like we we got to watch the original uh, thing because the special effects in that fucking movie are ridiculous. Like okay. you're like holy <laughs> crap kind of stuff uh, for that time. So yeah, it's just uh, you know they're just fun movies and everything like that. But yeah, yeah, I think that was probably like my my second favorite scene. What about you? Did you have a second favorite scene? Um, I actually I would probably say my favorite scene, like you said, was the chest burster scene, and then my second favorite is just the part whenever she's like just kind of like undressing and getting ready to like go into class oh, and, uh, or whatever and then she just sees it and she just goes oh shit and like kind of jumps backwards and just like her reaction was yeah. freaking brilliant but um but yeah that's probably my second favorite scene so yeah but yeah aliens is a good film so uh, we'll probably touch upon the other ones before the next movie comes out alien covenant so we can catch up on that one plus it's also fun to rewatch some of these movies um and plus i'll actually be watching an alien film that i actually have never seen before um, the uh, resurrection one, Aliens okay. Resurrection. Now I already know it's probably not the best alien film in the series because it's very, uh, it's it basically took way too long for it to come out, and by the time it came out, no one really cared about aliens anymore at that point. Um, and then yeah. of course Aliens made a big comeback with the Aliens vs Predator movie. Um, speaking of which, also Predator will be probably getting released sometime next year as well, so that should be uh. That should be interesting to see that reboot. But yeah, so I think that's uh, I think that's uh, it for us. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, of course, you know where to find us on Instagram and Twitter at bhorrorcast. Don't forget to drop us an email. 
Um, not another bhorrorcast at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to give our Facebook page a like. Uh, we finally hit 50, so we're able to do uh, the Alien movie review finally. Um, but yeah, go to facebook.com uh, backslash not another bhorrorcast. Um, and I think that's going to wrap it up this week. Uh, well, I think next week we might try to see uh, Kong and give you guys a movie review on that one. If not, uh, we'll still have a show for you, like we usually try to do. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. Anna, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Um, one really quick thing. Once we hit 75 likes, we do have something special planned. So, um, uh, so yes, tell your friends about us. Uh, don't tell your mom, but, you know, no, tell, tell your, your friends. Mom. You know, be hey, be a cool mom like Kyle's mom on long bus class. <laughs> she listens. Yeah, damn it. Sorry, Kyle's mom. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. So, all right. friends. Well, I guess uh, I'm Sivo. And I'm Anna. And until next time. Carpe noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.